This is the Jamal Show. Down in Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Pull the mic back a little bit because I do realize that I blow people's hair, I mean ears out. Hey everybody, my name is Jamal and I do declare, that's my ode to the new blue state of Georgia, I do declare that this is yet another great day to be alive and breathing on this big rock that we call Earth, especially when the almost 3,000 people a day are dying from COVID-19 infections. 3,000 a day. Bet you never thought that would happen when you first heard of this, this new disease. I remember when I first heard about it when I was working in New York. They were like, oh, you know, there's something going on in China. I was like, oh, that stuff stays over there. Now, not even a year later, I, I left work uh, going into commuting March 17th, 2020. It was my last day of, of actual work in the office uh, out down in uh, Jersey City, right next to New York. And never thought that less than a year later we'd have 3,000 people a day dying from this new disease. Number one killer in America, people. Congratulations. Congratulations. And now the country is slowly going back into lockdown in certain regions to control the spread. The good news is that vaccines are on the way. And boy, they really look great, don't they? The top three vaccines going into production are all above 90% effective which is kind of unheard of for a vaccine. Scientists were hoping for at least a 50 or 60% effectiveness rate. 90% is almost unbelievable. But we still have a ways to go on this vaccine distribution. The first responders and the caregivers of the elderly will be getting it first because they are most exposed and they're needed most, they're necessary workers. The estimate is that the average person like me, you, everyone in the studio, people not saving lives, will be getting it around March of next year. So a year, almost a year to the month that I stopped working because of COVID, we have a vaccine. And so we have a little ways to go. And up until that, that time, we need to keep wearing masks. We need to keep slowing the spread. And we need to keep physical distancing, not social distancing. I know everyone says social distancing. No, 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 no. We still need social interaction, right? Um, until we can get at least 60 or 70% of American citizens vaccinated. Once again, that's physical distancing, not social distancing. We still need to be social with one another. We still need that interaction. But we don't need to be on top of each other to do that. We don't need to be in the parties of 100 people or more to do that. We can reach out. We're going to have to mitigate this virus at least until March. So we're not done yet. Now, today is December 5th. We are five days into December. Incidentally, I spent the first five days of December denying that it was December. That's right. I denied December, and I will not concede. I do not concede. But if it turns out to be December in the long run, then I just need to let you know that I'll be back next December to remind you that it's not December yet again. See how that works? Quite frankly, I think I can overturn December. So that I don't have to be 49 on my birthday in eight days. 
So please, avoid reality with me. Why? Because December is rigged. It's always been rigged. Now, I know you may think it's December because we just had a big holiday, right? That's right. I also took part in the the COVID-19 super spreader event that we all affectionately call Thanksgiving. I did that too. I asked myself before I went, should my family and I potentially expose each other to a deadly disease? And at first I was like, nah, nah, we shouldn't do that. But then after a few persuasive phone calls from my family members, I know you got those too. I figured, why not? Then the next day after Thanksgiving, it was like drinker's remorse. I kept wondering if someone was going to die as a result of that dinner. No one has passed away yet, and that's good. I certainly hope that if you risked your life and the lives of others to be with your family for Thanksgiving like I did, that you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. But don't let me lie. It wasn't all good. Nothing ever is 100% good. I'll tell you about it. I actually had a disagreement with a close member of my family. And it got a little heated, got a little intense for a while. I imagine my family wasn't the only one that had some heated moments during Thanksgiving. Quite frankly, I don't, I don't know about you white folk, but Thanksgiving arguments are like a part of black culture in some ways. And it all made me think about how we got to know these people, our families. How do we get to meet them in the first place? We are born naked to the world, completely vulnerable, not even able to hold up our own heads or burp ourselves. We need to be fed, bathed, given a warm place to sleep, not for days, but for years. And we are put into the arms of these people who are to care for us and make sure we are protected. We call them family members. And if we are lucky, and I mean if we are really, really lucky we get put into the arms of people who actually mean us well. If we are lucky, we get put into the hands of people who don't want to sell babies to the highest bidder. If you're lucky, you won't be put into total poverty so that your parents won't have to leave you to fend for yourself in the streets like the Hunger Games while they work. In some places around the world, babies get left in the woods if they are not born of the, white, of the right gender. This is correct. But whoever's hands you are put into as a vulnerable child, they are your family, and you have to accept what you get. You do not get to choose your family, good or bad. Sometimes people get credit for being born to the right family. I've never understood that. Never understood that, Bishop. I've never understood why we praise royalty for simply being born into the right family. What is not the result of having made a brilliant choice for the future. No one chooses their family, right? To the contrary, all inheritance is just pure luck. Nobody chooses to be white or black. Nobody chooses to be rich or poor. I know we act like being in poverty is always the fault of the poor. Like we look at poor people on the street, oh, what are they, drug addicts? There must be a reason for that. Well, the reason is that they weren't born rich. Something like 80, 85% of all wealth in America is transferred by inheritance. Inheritance is all about luck. Nobody worked for their inheritance. If they did, it's not an inheritance. It's called compensation. So let's say you don't have that. Let's say you are not lucky. And you don't have the type of family that protects you from things. Suppose you have the type of family 
where you struggle to survive in spite of their neglect. Or you suppose, suppose you have the type of family who does nothing to help you but only to hinder you or abuse you. My question is this. If you are unlucky to be born with a family like that, do you really have a chance at life? Do you? Because everything in this world worth building takes a village to build, even a person. And if you have no village, then what is your foundation? What is your foundation, people? You don't only receive sustenance and protection from your family. You receive values from your family. You receive a worldview from your family, whether you acknowledge it or not. Your family is supposed to be your safety net. If you have no family, you have no safety net, unless you create one. Of course, there are other types of families made up of friends and colleagues, and I'll get into that later. Let me, let me talk to you about this. When I returned from my COVID-19 super spreader event that we call Thanksgiving dinner in New York City, I was privileged with the opportunity to meet a young lady who was the opposite of me, the direct opposite of me. She didn't have a huge disagreement with her family member over her super spreader event that we call Thanksgiving because she has no family at all. She had nobody to argue with. She had no super spreader event to attend, in fact. In fact, this young lady I met is currently living with the family of an ex-boyfriend who also happens to be serving time in jail. Talk about instability. She's not even with the dude anymore, but she's still staying with his family. And that's got to make a person feel insecure about their living conditions. I listened to this young lady for a while. She told me one story after another about her life, about a boyfriend she trusted who ended up abusing her and breaking her jaw by smashing her face into the ground. Her jaw had to be wide shut. And quite frankly, I always wondered what was wrong with the way she talked. Then... To add insult to injury, she had no one else to help her when she left surgery at the hospital. So she had to stay with the same man who broke her jaw during rehabilitation. These are bad situations that anybody can get into. Anybody can get abused by a partner. This wasn't her fault. See, but most people have a family to run to when the worst things happen in their lives. This young lady never had that. And it's not her fault. She didn't do anything wrong to not be born in a privilege like Ivanka Trump or me or you. She didn't mistakenly choose a family that abandoned her. The membership of her family was completely out of her control. Believe it or not, it's out of all of our controls. Now, listening to her story helped me realize how lucky I really am to have had to have had those people around me who meant the best for me in my life. People who are willing to sacrifice for my well-being. People who are willing to work long hours so that they can hand their money over to my dreams, whatever they might be. People who prayed for my happiness. Not everybody has that. Not everybody was lucky enough to be born with that. But there's another part to this. After my disagreement with a family member at my family's COVID-19 super spreader event that we call Thanksgiving dinner, I had a talk with my father. And while there's no need to go into details on exactly what he said, he did express to me certain values or a certain perspective of life that I strongly agreed with. And I thought to myself, wow, here I thought my dad and I were so very different. 
But what a coincidence. My father and I have similar values in this regard. But you know what, folks? That's not what happened at all. There was no coincidence that he shared values with me because he is the person that I got those values from, regardless of how I would deny it. He and the other people in my family who brought me up, even if I didn't know it, I got my values from them, my my perspective on life from them. In that way, my very existence and how I carry myself is a representation of my family. I represent my family with how I act and the things that I choose to do with my life. Family representation is the theme of today's broadcast because it takes a village, people. And you represent your village every time you travel outside of it. You and everything you do present a good representation of your upbringing. If you consider your circle of friends to be your family, then their actions represent you and your actions represent them. Tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Remember that old saying? Today I'm talking a little bit about family representation and I want to take this discussion to where you did not expect. As always... But first, I have a few chores to take care of. So, welcome to Saturday, my friends. This is the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent live and on your favorite podcasting network. Um, happy holidays during this holiday season. My name is Jamal. I'm your listener guide, mostly along for the ride. Coming straight through the Hartford, Connecticut studios of WKND. And once again, I'm doing that live. The revolution will not be televised. It will be broadcast on live radio and placed on Amazon Music. Because it's 2020, y'all, and that's how communication goes these days. That's how we fight. Gotta say hello to the bishop and my other guests in the live studio with me. Don't you ever try to replace the bishop in the studio because he will not concede the studio to you, or Joe Biden for that matter. He will try to overturn that decision, and he will have a lawyer much better than Rudy Giuliani representing him. Most likely. And he nods to that. Please allow me to remind you that while we are on Facebook live on the air... The, the sound is best while using the TuneIn app for your phone or the simple radio app. Just look for WKND 1480 AM. I very much need to give a great big shout out to all my listeners out there who are hearing impaired, even though you will never be able to hear me shout you out. It's the thought that counts. You can, however, enjoy an American Sign Language interpretation of this broadcast because, of course, we need listeners any place we can get them, even if they cannot actually listen. That's right. We're so desperate. We're like Republicans in search of listeners. Deborah is now on our Jamal Show Instagram video page. Deborah is our sign language interpreter for the show, and you won't see anything like it. She is the best in the world at what she does, as Trump would say. There is nobody better on earth, period. I think she invented sign language. And I asked a lot of people about this. I respect her because it's very hard to translate Jamal. I mean, you barely understand what I'm saying now, and I'm speaking English. So I'll give her a hand. And we have yet another volunteer named Joe. He likes to remain anonymous. So sorry, Joe. We need our volunteers. So I need to thank them all on the air for all the help that they give us. He gives us in the graphics department and on the Jamal Show Facebook page. And, yes, there is a Jamal Show Facebook page that you need to visit and like. Because on that page, we have a new email list that we are compiling to start our one and only listener loyalty program. Everyone has one, even Walmart. So the Jamal Show needs one as well. So this is going to be kind of special. 
And it's not going to be like spam emails every day like you get from like, you know, Walmart. Our little email newsletter will be short to the point and share valuable information. So please subscribe now. If you don't like it, you can always fire us later, but I bet you won't do that. I bet you won't. Now, it's been a week since you heard my voice on the air. A week ago, we ran a rerun of the black episode, and I hope you enjoyed that. We talked about the black vote. We talked about black politics and Black Friday, which is relevant right now. That episode was specifically picked out by our sign language volunteer, Deborah. So thanks again, Deb. You're very, very valuable. Today, I want to talk about the implications of being part of a family, how you represent them and how they represent you. And how will I pull that off today? Well, I'll do it how I always do it, by scheming and planning on how to get you all more intelligent. And it's not at all easy to concentrate while laughing uncontrollably at Rudy Giuliani. I think Rudy Giuliani is trying to kill me with laughter by making a clown of himself in public. And, and quite frankly, he's always been a master at that. America's mayor my ass. Now, here's some information for absolutely free. The Jamal Show broadcasts live every two weeks on Saturdays, which is more than enough time for you to make up some fake evidence to overturn an American election. And if you haven't already, please go visit thejamalstore.com. It makes big promises and it definitely delivers. Our store has been doing better than expected, so we thank God for that and we thank you for that. We need your support and you need ours even if you don't know it yet. Once again, I am a Connecticut attorney. So put my email address in your pocket in case you need to get picked up. In case you do get picked up by Popo, I may be able to help you out if you have something to trade for that service. I can be found at jamalshowradio at gmail.com, jamalshowradio at gmail.com. People have contacted me, and I do respond, by the way. Hello to the Connecticut Criminal Defense Lawyers Association, of which I'm a proud member, at least for today, because they haven't heard this show yet. Let me also remind you that this broadcast will soon be up on every podcast network that ever existed and that ever will exist in the future. Of course, that's a lie, but it's a lie that we intend to make true. There are a lot of great podcasts up, and I urge you to listen to the one about courage. I actually cry on that. If you want to hear Jamal crying, go to the Courage, the courage uh, broadcast. If you think you can take it, give it a listen. This is important here. Please remember that my views do not represent this station. So if you call this station to complain about me, they're just going to complain back to you. And they will probably actually try to join with you to plot my downfall. So don't waste your time thinking I represent the views of this station. They don't like this any more than you do. Stand in line. So there it is. That's my introduction, folks. If you don't like it, you can't send it back to the country it came from. But if you wish to complain, and you will if I'm doing my job correctly... We take direct phone calls live on the air at 860-218-2173. Nobody ever calls because I'm a cannibal and I'll eat you up, but that's okay. It's still important that I open up the opportunity. And with that, lucky you, lucky you, it's time for a break. Um, accompanied by fine music, chosen by me, because the show is named after me, so I may as well make a few decisions while I'm sitting here. This song... There's a new one called Come Together by Tommy Vendetta. He's my boy from Harlem. It's a little different from what we expect from Tommy. Honestly, it's mellow. It's melodic. It's experimental. I like it. Maybe you will too. 
After that, we'll have a word from our friends at LetUsAvail.com, a great new sponsor for our broadcast. So why don't you take this break with me and meet me on the other side of God. This is Tommy Vendetta. Come together. song was Come Together by Tommy Vendetta. It's a little bit different. I like that song because it has a cool melody for a rap song. Uh, and I, I also want to play something for you from our sponsors. So can I, can I, can you hook me up now, Bishop? Uh, just give me a second. Look, let me do that a little later. Let me, let me move on right now. All right. So LettuceAvail.com is a, sp- is a sponsor of ours. We're going to be playing that in the last segment. Um, it's just a great service that helps you become a business if you're a DJ, a magician, or a public speaker like myself. Um, and so we're going to be getting into that later on. But with that out of the way, it's a pleasure to have you back with us on the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent on WKND and on podcasts. I am the listener assistant, your guide mostly along for the ride, Jamal from Harlem, proud member of the Groove Town Fire Department, Man with an outsized imagination who thinks that 49 is still quite young. Lover of fine women. Lover of not fine women because beggars can't be choosy. The last paid man in the house. Thank you for being with us. 
Now is a great time to inform you about our last show of the year. It is coming up on December 19th in the studio. We plan to have with me three surprise guests to talk about the year in review. The only hint that we'll give you about the guests is that one is a recording artist and two of them will be very opinionated women who work in music and radio. Three women, that is. So that's to be interesting. On December 19th, we will be covering several stories that occurred over this past year. We will also be covering the top five independent music tracks that the show has played over the past year. And that's going to be lots of fun, folks. You want to be here? So please join us on December 19th for our first two-hour end-of-the-year special. We can't do this without you, and I think you will find that you cannot do a Jamal show without us. So the feeling is mutual. It will be lots of laughs, trust me. Also, I'm mentioning again that you should consider signing up to our email list at the Jamal Show Facebook page. It's pinned right there at the top. I guarantee you won't be sorry. We are not spammers, and the stuff we send you, you're going to like. This is going to be useful stuff, people. So today's theme is family representation. In the first segment, we talked about my family and how I learned to appreciate them by listening to a young lady who had no family. Then we talked about how your family is where you get your first perspective on life. They are the ones from which you soak up your values. So you represent your family with your very existence. And they represent you. But the thing about the idea of a family is that it can be applied to any group that you feel familial about. Familial. Any group that you feel tied to. For example, I'm an attorney. Attorneys are held in high scrutiny in most states. There's a way that attorneys are supposed to carry themselves in society. We are all held to a rigorous code of ethics that dictates to us that we cannot lie in court or, or file frivolous cases or, or steal. We basically can't do anything that any of the Trump lawyers are doing right now, for example. Anything that the Trump lawyers do all the time, we're not really supposed to be doing. And I must say that the Trump lawyers don't re represent lawyers very well at all. In fact, in fact, they misrepresent the facts and spread disinformation as a matter of their normal operation. They see nothing wrong with lying about elections or making up fraudulent affidavits. They actually tried to invalidate all of the votes in the states of Georgia and Pennsylvania. They went to a judge and was like, let's just wipe out all the votes in Pennsylvania. If we erase Pennsylvania from the electoral map, does Trump win then? Because that's, that's what we want to do. Can we, like, eradicate two whole states, the votes that they had, and just make Trump the winner? That's what they want to do. They have lawyers walking in the court suggesting that a judge do that and thereby getting thrown out. By taking these actions, they show that they are a bad representation of the values and ethics that lawyers are supposed to hold dear. Hey, want to know something interesting? My ex-wife is still part of my family. I know everybody can't say that, but I can. My ex-wife, whose name will remain anonymous right now, you can find out if you really want to know, she actually has helped me with this broadcast. And we show each other family representation, especially in regards to my son. We lead as if we care about each other because we do. Now, let's take a look at the country. You can even classify America as a deeply divided family. Things were, we, we're, we're 320 million people with, with a lot in common. We share a lot in common. We have a lot at stake together. 
And every few years, we try to choose leaders who best fit the values of this family of 320 million, million people. In, in the past four years, our leadership didn't match the values of the country as a whole. In Donald Trump, we were reminded that everybody has that uncle in the family who is untrustworthy. He's the guy in the family that you don't want to lose $10 in front of. He's the guy in the family who constantly tells unbelievable stories or the one who's always bragging. If not for the Electoral College, that uncle probably would never have been entrusted with the presidency. And many people had that gut feeling that he would never cooperate with America's values. The minute Donald Trump got into office, that's why before Trump was even able to sign his first law, 500,000 people launched the biggest march on Washington in American history in resistance to his administration. It wasn't even planned. He, he got elected and people were like, oh, we got to hit the streets. We got to do something. We can't just sit at home. We got to hit the streets. People were all over the streets. 500,000 people. It was called the Women's March at one point. This is all a reaction to the election of a man who shocked the values of a majority of the country. Donald Trump is a good representation of his family. But he was never a good representation of the general American family. At least not here in the 21st century. Maybe in the, maybe in the 1950s. He's a good representation of that era. And so in 2020, Americans felt extremely motivated to correct the mistake in the White House. That's what we did this past election with the election of Joe Biden. We corrected a mistake. And Joe Biden knows it. He knows he was hired to bring in an administration that would be the equivalent of family representation. Family representation is the theme for this broadcast. Let me prove that to you. Joe Biden said the following, uh, he said in the following week after he unveiled his economic team, this is what he said. He made very direct references to family representation. Listen here, let me play this bishop right quick. This is Joe Biden talking about family representation. Pump it up. To this team, thank you for accepting the call to serve again. You're uh, to your families and to your uh, thank them for their sacrifices because it's real sacrifice. We could not do this without you. And to the American people, this team will always be there for you and your families. This is family oriented team. We got to make sure ordinary people get a chance to do well because they've never, when given a chance, they've never, ever, ever, ever let the country. This team will always be here for your family. This is a family-oriented team. Did you hear him? That's what he said. He said it's all about family representation. What does this mean? Well, judging by his actions, it means that he will be hiring a team first that looks like America. He's saying it will be the most diverse team in the White House. Why? Because diversity is in line with American values. Joe knows that the majority of America values diversity. What does family representation mean? It means that Joe Biden is hiring a budget secretary who grew up on food stamps. That's what it means. As opposed to a budget secretary who grew up wealthy to whom budgets don't really matter as much. Because nobody understands the ramifications behind every budget cut like somebody who grew up on food stamps. 
It should be a requirement that the budget director grows up on food stamps. There is nobody better, as far as I'm concerned. That's family representation. It makes perfect sense. If you ever have to cut food stamps as part of the American budget, you certainly want them cut by somebody who grew up on them, as opposed to someone who never relied on food stamps to eat. Family representation means a whole press office run by competent females that Joe Biden just hired. After all, females easily make up a majority of the country. Doesn't it make sense to have another female communicating to them for ease of message? Family representation does not mean hiring your own unqualified children to be your senior advisors. This violates the very idea that nepotism is anti-American. America was created because we ran away from a system where people advanced in life due to their lineage. Does it still occur in America? Sure, all the time. People, people get unfair, um, unfair advantages all the time due to their lineage, but it's not supposed to happen in the White House. Family represent- representatives are supposed to lead with a value system that we all agree with. Not use the worst of us for an excuse to use no value system. Donald Trump says, I can do it because everybody does it. Joe Biden says, even if everybody does it, that doesn't mean I can do it. Big difference. One is family oriented, one is not. Joe thinks about the good of the family first. Now, at least in my family, family representation would tell me to own up to something I did wrong and take the consequences like a man. This wouldn't include telling my family members to commit unethical acts and then pardoning them. That's not what, what, what it calls for. The person that does that is representing their own personal family, not the American family. Not the American family. It's fine if you want to go that way. Just don't take a job that requires us to pay you to represent all of us. Family representation knows who their friends are and doesn't diss other families close to them for virtually no reason. It's not part of the American value system at this moment to tell all of our allies to kiss our butts just so we can look tough. Family representation knows the value of diplomacy in all situations. Because you don't want to lose a family member over an argument at Thanksgiving. I fear we've already done that to many of our allies in Europe and Asia. In short, America is a family, and we need the type of leadership that reflects who this family is and what the family values. Not leadership that only acknowledges some family members and tells the other ones to kiss their butt. That's what we just got rid of. What we are getting as a replacement is family representation. Joe Biden is filling his staff with people he has known for decades. What a new idea. What a new idea. He's not putting out one ads for Secretary of State. He's not taking recommendations from Congress. I mean, I'm sure he listens to them. He's not picking his guys from TV shows like some people we know. Uh, See a guy on Fox News. Oh, Let's make him Secretary of State. Why not? Never met him before? That's cool. Let's meet him now. Hey, man, you want to be Secretary of State? That's, that's, that's what we're leaving. That's not family representation. Would you ever pull a stranger off your street 
So let them lead your family while you're at work? No, no. You pull your grandfather. You pull someone that knows the family. I'll take over for you. I'll watch out for the family while you're away. You wouldn't just pull a stranger. Joe Biden would just pull a stranger off the street to represent us. Like some people I know, whose name I said too much already. You know? This happens to be what we need right now. We need family values. And it's funny that the Republicans are not the ones saying this. <coughs> Coronavirus. We need a person that we believe speaks for the majority of us. We need family representation. And not just in the White House. Because we have that now, thank God. God came through. We need it in the state houses as well. The type of representation that says we should expand health care because my family needs it. Not we should hold back health care to be ideological. Hey, hey, we need to separate people and who deserves it and who doesn't. Oh, you deserve it. You don't. No, 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 no. We should expand health care because my family needs it first and foremost. And your family needs it. And your family should be treated just like mine. It's more like, do you know people who are sick and broke? Expand health care for them. That's what we need. Someone who can look at the forest of the American family and see individual trees, not just the forest. And what I, what I need right now is a break, accompanied by some pretty good tunes. This next tune is Todd Bless. I love this tune. It's his little Christmas tune. Christmas is coming up. It's called My Favorite Things. I'm pretty sure it will be your favorite thing soon. See you on the other side. Let's talk. No times was rough, every rhyme, every stage can never be enough when them pines That's my favorite things, you know? So lyrically, I'm tough and I'm grinding my way. Hold your mind, Jimmy Fingers. Like the dime in the day. But this feet. No times is rough, every rhyme, every stage can never be enough when them pines don't get paid. So lyrically, I'm tough and I'm grinding my way. Mine is tough like the dime in the day. Let's go. Smile on your face when I look in your eyes. The fact you my shorty. I am your God, the way we got naughty inside of the ride. You bring it to home for me, let me get mine. Ice cream and cookies and buffalo wings. The ice on your belly, enough for your wings. The nights full of boobies, the life of a king. The labels that choose me, cause Lex is my team.
greatness when I got some fun. Most critics may hate this, but I'm not the one. I got this, I hate it, I raped it, it's done. You never can escape it, it's going number one. Be positive and fake it like yo Obama won. It's time to escape, is that negative is done. Like Madden Bowl, I scrape kids, 105 the one. Like a all my case skills will magnetize the dumb. I'm an actor, y'all, my face skills can advertise the fun. Mama's fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. Angie's empanadas and homie 16s. These feelings go harder, I'm living on my dreams. You got it, man, it's not I. Live your life like me too. We should like take the intermissions when the music playing, the stuff we talk about. It's so deep. We should like put a book together, just like intermissions. Like these are the intermissions during the Jamal show, and people would like learn from them, right? Anyway, I digress. It's my honor to welcome you back to the Jamal show, the place to get intelligent, the original Jamal show, not the fake Jamal show. Please stay away from all the imposters in the podcasting world. I'm told that Spotify and a few other companies, Spotify is about to be bought by Netflix, I believe. A few other companies are working on eliminating imposter podcasts, and that makes me happy because they are not authentic. I did a podcast on authenticity a while ago. A while ago, go check it out. Anyway, my name is Jamal, and I'm originally from Harlem, but then the rent for an apartment went up to like $3 million a month. So here I am in Connecticut, now on an extended stay vacation, and I'm occupying radio stations with the bishop, a very noble cause. Here's a quick reminder to check out the Jamal Show. Excuse me, thejamalstore.com. Thejamalstore.com is a special place where you can support this broadcast and we can actually give something back to you for your support. Or you can just make a small but meaningful donation to our cause of truth and justice if those are at all important to you. We don't take Russian money, but we do we have no problem with Bitcoin and we do need your support. We love being able to give something back to you in return for your support. So we all win. I also love to talk to listeners. So any listeners 
who wish to contact me can do so at jamalshowradio at gmail.com. Or you can call in, but I'm sure you're way too scared to do that. So, I mean, remember, I'm a cannibal, right? I eat people up. I want to continue my thoughts, though, on family representation. My perspective is all that leadership that's out there should be family-based. It should be leadership that considers how everybody in the family is affected, as opposed to writing off family members like Donald Trump does. And most of all, it should lead the family to ethical and moral success. It's not good family representation if it hurts other families in the process. This is why gangs are corruption of family representation. They operate on the idea that, yes, we are a family, but instead of giving you family representation, they give you family obligation. You are a family, which means you're obligated to do this or that, whether illegal or otherwise, even if you have no desire or reason to do it yourself. And if you don't want to do something, it doesn't take away your obligation to act on behalf of the family. You know what I'm saying? So you still are expected to do things that you don't want to do. That's not a family representation of your values. Here's another uh, aspect. Here's another example. Police unions. They run in very much the same way. They consider themselves a family. They're to protect each other. But this corrupts the very idea of family. Because it means that they protect each other even if they're wrong in how they treat you. In that way, cops can sometimes act like gangs in some cities. They don't provide family representation to the citizens. They abuse the citizens. Now, for those who think I'm being extra hard on cops, I want you to know that I personally was involved in a lawsuit in NYC where cops routinely harassed me, and I won the lawsuit. I used the money I was awarded to help me attend law school. So I'm certainly not speaking of, you know, this aspect from a lack of experience. I'm not speaking from a lack of experience here. And in addition... To the Blue Lives Matter people, I would add that you probably should read the Department of Justice report on the Ferguson, Missouri Police Department. Um, it has been published online. And it's one of the most maddening documents I've ever read. Ferguson was where Michael Brown was killed by a cop several years ago, and then riots occurred. I was in Ferguson, Missouri during the riots, but I didn't participate. Because participating would have been terrible family representation on my part. And rioting is not a part of my value system, even though I understand it. Nor was it instilled in me by my family. The DOJ report on the Ferguson Police Department detailed how the cops made their mostly black citizens into victims. So much so that the department was temporarily shut down by the feds. But I digress. Let me not get too far off topic. In order to pull off effective family representation of a constituency, you've got to feel like the constituency is part of your family. You hear me? You've got to feel like the constituency is part of your family. I'm trying to find something now to play for you. And I'm having some trouble, but that's all right. I'm going to get my point across just by telling you. That means that you wouldn't do anything to your constituency, your followers, that you wouldn't do to your own family. You would protect them like you protect your own family. And the goal cannot be your aggrandizement. It cannot be your 
the uplifting of your ego. It must be the upliftment of the family unit as a whole. Um, just recently, the premiere of Manitoba. I really wanted to play this, but I guess I can't. We have so many issues in the station. When I take it over, boy, we're gonna we're gonna make some changes here. Um, but when you hear these leaders in other countries speak about, please join us with this COVID relief. We're all in this together. That's family representation. They're counting themselves in with you. They're talking to their constituents as if they are members of their own family who share the same values and good intentions. They are emitting humility and becoming more trustworthy as a result. The reason why family representation is so important, why it should be used in terms of leadership, is because it inspires trust in those you're representing. It draws people closer together. It makes people believe that you are not only on your side, but you are on their side too. Bishop, do you have the commercial uh, the, um, the commercial we played last week? Maybe we can play that afterwards. Get that up. Nothing can make your leadership more powerful than when people want to follow you. As opposed to being forced to accept whatever leftover considerations or lack thereof you decide to give them. So I, with that, I bid you all adieu. I, I do want to play one of our sponsors. Did you find it? All right, let's go with that now. I want people to hear this. A new way to advertise is here. Hi, my name is Isaiah Washington, and I'm the founder and CEO of LettuceAvail.com. I created an online database to help up-and-coming entrepreneurs grow their customer base, as well as a space for consumers to find the next best thing. So if you're an entrepreneur looking to advertise your business to more consumers, Try LettuceAvail.com today. You can create your own customizable ads for consumers all over the nation to see. And if you're a consumer, LettuceAvail.com has a diverse category of services. Whether you're looking for an event planner for your next event, maybe a band for your wedding, or even a preacher for your next service, LettuceAvail.com has what you need. So what are you waiting for? Log on today at L-E-T-U-S-A-V-A-I-L.com. It's time to avail. And I just want to put in a point. Um, this is a family-represented business, um, and it's now free. I'd like to give myself credit for that. I do advise the business. But LettuceAvail.com is now free for all people who want to put up their business, who want to advertise themselves as a business. Um, I know this is the, the year of COVID-19. We haven't been working, a lot of us. And a lot of us have skills that we can put to use. And I urge you, now that it's free, we got to learn to use all of our resources, black and white people, especially now, especially if you're not in part of the upper class that has everything straight already. So um, let us use all of our resources, and LettuceAvail.com is one of them. I want to bid you adieu um, until two weeks from now, December 19th. We'll have a, a two-hour special. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Until then, please try your best not to kick each other in the groin, okay? Try not to do that. Be good, fam. I love you. This is the Jamal Show signing out. This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. 
Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show.